Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from my home in Escazú, Costa Rica, and it is Sunday, the 24th of July in the year 2022, and I hope you are all doing exceptionally well on this fine Sunday. Um, we are in Leo season. We are now in the season of the cat. We are with the... Uh, with the experience of the sun. So if you remember last week, I talked about how we were moving into the sun from the moon and a lot of things sort of supported that. So we are now experiencing solar energy at its finest as the sun is in its rulership sign, the sign it rules, that is Leo. And we have a new moon in Leo coming up this week. So I want to start with the things that are happening at the end of the week, because that's where all the exciting stuff happens from Thursday onward. And we're, we're gearing up for that as we speak here. And there are other aspects that happen between now and Thursday, but the big important stuff happens Thursday, Friday into the weekend and actually a week from Monday. But we should talk about these things now, because if I don't address them now, you're, you know, we're going to be addressing them the day they happen or the day before they happen. So we're going to get to these things one at a time. But the very nice thing is we have a new moon on Thursday in Leo at five degrees of Leo, the early part of Leo. And that means that the sun and the moon are coming together in the same place at the same time at 1.55 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday the 28th. And Leo is... You know, it can be very proud because lions live in a pride and it can be very ferocious because lions are ferocious animals, but it can also be very sweet and very loving and extremely heart-centered. And that is the thing about Leo is that it rules the heart. So as I said on Instagram the other day, uh, the sun rules Leo and Leo rules the heart in the body. And Leo is also presides over children and imagination and creativity. So we are looking at a time of great creativity at great, exciting and energy that leads us to creativity. And a new moon in Leo is exactly what we need to be, uh, experiencing our creativity and the flow of creativity. So, so cancer, you know, Venus is still in cancer and there's a lot of that creativity that's nurtured and sort of uh, coming, uh, it, it birthing, you know, sort of in the, cause cancer is ruled by the moon. And so there's an energy of sort of birthing creativity. And then there is Leo, which is like, it's, in full swing. The creativity is full swing. It, it feels like it's in the womb when it's in cancer. The creativity is, is, is you know, cooking in the universe's oven, <laughs> in the universe's womb, you know, and then it's coming out. And, uh, in, when we express in Leo, we express ourselves in Leo, which is very, very dynamic and fiery. Leo's a fire sign. Leo is also a fixed sign. So if you're dealing with fixity in your life, um, some, and you know, it's fixity. I mean, Aquarius, Leo, Scorpio, Taurus, and we are dealing with a certain amount of Taurus in the sky, as you know, as we've been talking about, this is, um, this is a time to sort of step back and look at where you are fixed, or maybe it's time to get, if you haven't been firm on something, maybe it's time to get a little more firm. 
I had a leonine experience today. Um, <laughs> a cat experience. It's always a cat experience, right? When you live on a property with cats, there's always a cat experience. So I, my little tortoise shell, she doesn't, she doesn't respond well to other cats coming on her territory. And I understand, but they're, they're, is a point here where all the cats live in one big territory and technically it's all belongs to all of them but my garden is my garden and she presides over my garden and and so today <laughs> I'm now what's the opposite sign of Leo Aquarius right and I'm an Aquarius and so I went outside because I was sitting in this very Aquarian state, like a nice meditative place for myself. And then, of course, there was like hysteria, cat hysteria outside. And you know what that sounds like. Um, and she, one of the other cats had come in. And he doesn't come here. He's young. And he doesn't know my garden at all. And he came walking in because his daddy is away. And he, she lost her lost her little tortoise shell mind. Of course she did, because this is what cats do. So she's like, you know, got into this argument, and I sat here, and I was like, okay, you know what that means? And I and it's funny, I thought of this later. I grabbed a pitcher of water, I went outside, and here I am, the Aquarius, with my water, my pitcher of water, <laughs> and instead of dispensing knowledge, uh, you know, here I am with the opposite sign, Leo. There's the cat, and I have to throw the water at the cat, even though he's a good cat, and I don't want to hurt him. So water doesn't hurt anybody, but it means don't stay here, okay? So throw water at the cat, and he was like, what? And he ran away and ran out, but or actually ran in a place that I didn't see him. He ran across my garden, and I knew she was nearby somewhere. And so here I am, the Aquarius with the water pitcher. <laughs> And in facing Leo, the sign opposite me. And, and of course, then it became the hero's journey because I was like, okay, this guy's not leaving and I've got to turn on the hose now. And technically I don't have to turn on hoses lately because it's rainy season. So I had to go get to the hose and pull it out because it hasn't been used in a while and then get to the faucet where the hose is. So that's a whole other water thing. And of course, there was a big spider web before I got to the hose, <laughs> before I get to the faucet. And I had to take the, it was the hero's journey. There was a branch, a big branch hanging that was dead, and it was in my way to get to the hose. And I had to pull it out of the way, but it's full of thorns because it's from the Bourgainvillea, and it's got, you know, it's a dead Bourgainvillea branch, but the thorns are, are like uh, very well and established. So I had to gently take that away and use it then to get rid of the spider web and then get to the faucet to turn it on to be able to hose the cats. <sighs> yeah, it just was one thing. Like you have to grab the tree and then grab the branch and then take the thing away and then <laughs> get the spider out of the way. It was the hero's journey. But this is also, you know, life in the jungle. <laughs> I don't particularly live in jungle jungle, but my garden is like, you know, a little jungle. So here I am with the jungle cats. And so that was very Leonine <laughs> Aquarius Leo. So it was one of those, another one of those moments when you say, hey, if you think anything in your life is not a metaphor for the bigger picture going on, you know, you, we're wrong. There's, there's, here I am, the Aquarius with the Leo, you know, and I'm Leo rising. So I, I understand the duality of all of that. And here I was trying to like hold the duality of Aquarius and Leo and, you know, Aquarius in their freedom loving state. There I was in my freedom little state. And then I had to go deal with, you know, Leo. <laughs> and it was, 
it was interesting because it was like out of nowhere, out of nowhere, I had to like jump up and, and take action. And Aquarius and Leo, they're not opposed in the, it, like they're not miserable with each other, you know, Aquarius and Leo. And certainly I have to hold that duality in my life every day. But when you have opposite signs looking at each other and they they come alive in your life, you have to find that balance between the two of them. And interestingly enough, I had to go into the garden, Taurus, and find the water, Scorpio. So, um, so there it was, all that fixity flying around my moment this morning when I had to, like, this, this actual moment of fixed signs. And so... And those cats were not going to get out of their fight until I stepped out there, you know. So, and then she came in when she had blood on her nose and stuff. I'm like, you ought to learn a lesson from this. You can't mess with that cat. He's, he's tough. So that's not one you can mess with. So that's uh, to be continued because clearly this is going to continue sometime, some way, and I have to find a way to manage it. So the duality of Aquarius and Leo. So Aquarius is freedom-loving. And Leo is cuddle-loving. Leo wants affection. Leo loves, loves to be, you know, kissing and in love <laughs> because he rules the fifth house, um, generally speaking, the fifth house and in the natural zodiac. And so the fifth house is about love. It's about falling in love. It's about, you know, the affection we have for one another and just being so swept away in love. So this new moon that we're going to have this week is all about Leo and affection and, you know, our connecting with our creativity, but falling in love with our creativity, falling in love with ourselves, falling in love with life. And it doesn't have to be falling in love with a love object. You know, it can be this experience of falling in love with your creative process, which is really good for a Leo new moon. So that's part of it. Now, when we move into that wonderful Thursday with this lovely new moon, there are other things going on that day. And one of them is that Jupiter is going retrograde. And Jupiter is going to go retrograde a couple hours after the new moon occurs at 4.37 p.m. Jupiter is at 8 degrees of Aries. And 8 degrees of Aries, it's a it's early enough in Aries. Jupiter has not moved very far into Aries, and Jupiter is going to move more into Aries next year. It's a full Jupiter transit in Aries next year, but this is the taster of that. And, you know, it's like I've said before, when my teacher used to say, Jupiter thinks it's in Aries, but it's not really. It still really has to go back into Pisces, which it's going to do later this year. Now, Jupiter was the traditional ancient ruler of Pisces. And so, of course, it's a good thing for Jupiter to go back into Pisces, but we're going to, we're not there yet. So let's just focus on the retrograde. Jupiter retrograde is not necessarily bad luck because it's, you know, Jupiter's the planet of luck and fortune and abundance and, but it is a place of not, um, necessarily taking a risk before thinking about it. You know, with Jupiter retrograde, we take a step back. We, we are a little more cautious. We are a little more aware because remember planets that are retrograde are more internal. And so it, for each of us individually, wherever Jupiter is in Aries and that part of your chart, it will make us pause before we jump, pause before you dive in and say, you know what? 
I'm going to step back on that. Maybe I'm not going to sign that lease. Maybe I'm not going to buy that property. Maybe I'm not going to invest my money in this. And that's a lot with Jupiter. Jupiter in Aries wants to get up and go. You know, it's fire. But the new moon will make a wide trine to Jupiter um, as the new moon is in Leo and Jupiter is in Aries. And it, the moon, in fact, will trine Jupiter at 8.03 p.m. And... Jupiter will stay at eight degrees for a little while, and it's okay. This is not something that we should be worried about or anything. You know, Jupiter takes its retrograde. It brings us back to Pisces later in the year, like I mentioned. So we just move forward in our life, not necessarily jumping in and diving in. We pause before we go, and that's fine. That's fine. That's the other thing that's happening that day. There's another thing happening on Thursday and that Mercury is squaring Uranus. And so Mercury is in Leo, like we know. It's in, you know, the sun is in Leo. Mercury was uh, in there before the sun was. And Mercury is right now, as I'm speaking, 11 degrees of Leo. And by Thursday, not so long from now, it's going to be 18 degrees. Mercury is flying through Leo. And it is going to square Uranus. So we're getting revved up here because Mercury is the planet of communication and thought and intellect and Uranus is the planet of chaos, surprises, um, all the unexpected things, you know, and brilliance, genius, epiphanies. The light goes on over your head. And so lightning, lightning's another Uranus thing, as, as you probably know from listening to me. And with Mercury and Uranus, something brilliant can occur, something extraordinarily brilliant and something that is profoundly life-altering in, in the intellectual sense. Like, I never thought of that before. And you have like an epiphany, a big, a big moment. Now, this is getting close to what I want us to talk about. Mars and Mercury and Uranus are all involved this week. And Mercury is going to move on, but... Mercury is going to talk to Mars on Tuesday and Uranus and Mars are going to talk to each other. They're already starting to talk to each other, but they're going to talk to each other on uh, the 1st of August, which is Monday, a week from tomorrow. Mars and Uranus are going to conjunct and that's big and important. In fact, I believe that it is one of the most important aspects of the year. Now, you remember a few weeks ago, I was laughing about how Uranus is staying at 18 degrees of Taurus for months. And now what's happening is that Mars is coming to greet it. And this is getting heated because now we're looking at the North Node at 19 degrees of Taurus. And it's going to move back and become 18 degrees of Taurus. And all of this stuff is going to happen in the next few days. And I don't want to leave this till next Sunday to talk about because it is, it's a very important thing. And I want everyone to be aware of it and to be prepared for it and to be looking for it, understanding it, working with it. And it's important to work with this because it's not something that you want to get hit over the head with. And Mars Uranus is something that can really hit you over the head. Literally or physically or you know, emotionally, psychologically. Okay. So one of the things that we have to be aware of, let's look at what we're dealing with. Uranus, first of all, is chaos, surprises, like I said, epiphanies, brilliance, genius, um, the unexpected, an earthquake, a tsunami, you know, but it's in Taurus and it's about earth. And 
Uranus and Taurus is like a new way of doing things after doing things the same way for so long, okay? And it is, you know, Tauruses are very much in their own experience of their life. They stay, stick with it. They're a stick with it kind of energy. They're very fixed. They're very earthbound. So Uranus and, and Mars now are coming in and shaking all this up. Mars and Uranus do not play nice in Taurus. They both like Scorpio. Mars especially likes Scorpio because it was the ruler of Scorpio. It's the ancient ruler of Scorpio. So Mars and Uranus coming together exactly on Monday the 1st with the North Node, the point of direction and fulfillment and sort of our true North, this is all deep, profound stuff. As I've said, Uranus is staying put. It's not like it's fleeting and it's moving. Mars is more fleeting, but it's it's getting ready to get connected with that electrical socket of Uranus. And here Mars is at 13 and a half degrees right now. And so we're really moving into that conjunction. And if you remember, a conjunction is two planets in the same place at the same time. But this is sort of a triple conjunction because Mars, Uranus, and the Moon's north node is going to be all together, are going to be all together at that point in Taurus. Now, if you think that you know exactly what's going to happen, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. And I'm wrong if I tell you, yo, you're right. That's probably what's going to happen. Things come out of nowhere. Things happen. And this is, okay, so we're going to go through our list of Mars-Uranus things that we have to be aware of and careful about. And I do this all the time, and I talk to you guys about this all the time. Mars-Uranus and Mars-Pluto. Number one, do not drive if you're in a bad mood. If you're in a really bad mood and you're subject to road rage, don't drive. Go for a walk. Call an Uber. Get a taxi. Have a friend drive you. But don't be on the road enraged. Okay, Mars Uranus is all about road rage because somebody else out there is probably experiencing road rage. So be careful when you're driving, stay alert. Mars Uranus is, uh, is alert. You, you know, it's not asleep. It's not Mars Neptune. It's don't be blindsided. Work with the energy and feel into what could be coming up over the horizon. Okay, now Mars Uranus is about sort of things coming by surprise. And I've, as I've said, and people can repeat, and a thousand times over I've said this, you can make a huge list of everything that you think is going to happen during this aspect, and none of it does. And it's the one thing that you didn't put on your list that does happen. And, you know, you can't think of everything. <laughs> so you've got to work with the energy as best you can. Now, this is designed to shake us up. This is not a complacent energy. If you try to remain complacent during this and just don't, if something shows up in your face and it's saying, you have to deal with me and you don't, it's going to show up even harder and you might get punched in the face by it. And that could be anything. So one of the things that's so important about this is that we stay alert and aware of our own being, of our beingness in the world, of how we move in the world. And we stay connected to self. And if you are staying connected to self, you will be open and it's important to be open. And sometimes Taurus energy is not open. It's, it's very direct and thinks, you know, it's just going to continue the way it's been, but it's not. Something's changing, something's moving and we need to move with it and we need to allow the movement to happen and to occur. Don't stay stuck and stodgy. So 
one of the other things to bear in mind is try to not pick a fight with someone, okay? Because it can get heated very quickly and like from zero to 90 in a matter of seconds. That's the other thing. If you can work it out another way, then do that. And movement, it's important to maybe get some exercise, but be careful when you're exercising, okay? I slammed a car door into my leg yesterday, into my shin, and it hurt like hell. And I had to ice it, and it was bruised, but it looks much better now. But it's like I said, oh, here's the the coming accidents of Mars and Uranus, you know? Just everything with your eyes open, eyes wide open, pay attention. Nothing is urgent. Don't rush anywhere. Take one step at a time. Taurus is methodical. It likes things to be methodical. Like I said, it likes things to stay the same. Taurus doesn't like change, but one step at a time. Be methodical, okay? Allow the methodical energy flow with Uranus and Mars, but be, you know, step by step, one step at a time, okay? Now, an epiphany, we want to direct this energy so that we can have an epiphany. Uh, a breakthrough, a breakthrough. And some breakthrough or epiphany that is going to take us in the direction of our true north. That is what the north node is about. The north node brings in the areas of fulfillment. Now, maybe something no longer works for you. And that's the beauty of Uranus. It shows us what no longer works for us. And sometimes when Mars and Uranus get together, we're showed very clearly we're shown very clearly how much we've grown and how far we've come and what no longer works in our lives and when we just need to let go of. So we need to take in that information and use it properly and not resist. You know, fixed signs want to resist. Just let it happen. Just say, okay, wow, hey, I got to let go of this. Wow, I never even thought of that. Okay, okay. So this is, this is part of Mars and Uranus. Now, this is one of the most important aspects of the year. I can't say that too many times because Uranus has stopped and because Mars is joining it and because they're at the North Node, which is all about taking this new direction away from the South Node and away from what is so familiar and what we need to do in, uh, in order to progress and grow and and shift into the next level of our lives. I think everyone's going to be shown something in these days. I think people are going to be shown something important about their lives. I would not think that anything is going to be mundane or, you know, well, it was nothing. I don't, I don't know. Something somewhere. Just when, just when you think you're the aspects over, something's going to come around the corner. So what epiphany can you have? Where do you need to raise awareness in your life? That's really good. If you raise awareness, like, oh, I've been ignoring this. Well, then you raise awareness and it, 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 things shift and they change and they grow. And this is, this is what we want. We want growth and we want movement and we want to be aware of what we need to change and not resist it. So that's really at the base of this. Uranus shows you what is no longer needed. And we just have to be okay with that. And we don't have much of a choice. We have to be okay with it. And, you know, what needs to change? Let's just say, you know, what what's time for change in our lives? And that's that's what's so important about this. That's the big one. That is the big one of the week. So we've got lots of energy, the 28th, the 29th, the 30th, the 31st, into the 1st. And, and what's going to happen is that, you know, Mercury is going to start this show squaring Mars on Tuesday the 26th. Mercury and Mars are going to have this face-off. And 
there's going to be some information already on Tuesday about what is needing to shift and change. Then Mercury is going to square Uranus on Thursday, and we're going to get some more information about what's shifting and changing because Mercury is tying them in together this week. And then eventually, you know, there's going to probably be a thread of a story, Mercury being a storyteller, communication planet, it's gonna, there's going to be a thread of a story that gives you information. There may be multifaceted stories here. There may be lots of stories, but be very aware of it. Uh, be, be sure you're being told a story, okay? And what story in your life is unfolding? And what do you need to pay attention to? So that's what's really good. Mercury is then, after it's finished with those guys, is going to oppose Saturn at the end of Aquarius on the 30th. And that's you know, a check-in, Mercury and Saturn, am I in reality about this? Did that really happen? Is this where I need to go now? What do I need to do? Um, where can I use some strategies in my life to move forward on these new pieces of information that I just received? So that's important. And then uh, Mercury will then move out and, you know, eventually go into Virgo the week of the first, you know, once we're in August. But we're not there yet. So we're just staying close to information this week with Mercury talking to these planets. Mercury's very busy and flying through Leo. And so this is a dynamic aspect. Don't shut it down. Don't shut anyone down if, you know, something looks like it's going to change. Like, move with it, okay? Let's see how far we get with that. <laughs> and what else is going on? Um... Venus, in this meantime, this evening into the wee hours of tomorrow, Venus is squaring Jupiter. So, you know, like I said before, be a little careful about your spending, how much money you are, overindulgence, anything like that. Be a little aware of how much you're eating. Be aware of that. Stay close to that, connected to that. And, you know, when we get to Sunday the 31st, the sun will then try Jupiter, like after that new moon. And Jupiter will already be retrograde, and that's a very lovely, smooth-flowing aspect. So that's really good. And, you know, pretty much the big stuff this week is Jupiter going retrograde and Mercury talking to Mars, then Uranus, and then Mars and Uranus talking to each other. So there's a story going on. And we just need to stay very aware of our actions, Mars, and, like, where we need to shift things. Don't be resistant. The worst thing we can do during this aspect is resist. This is an exciting aspect, and let's look at it that way, okay? Let's look at it this as some excitement is coming our way and get excited about it. Some shifts are coming. And we can all use some changes, right? Some positive changes. And that is about it for this week. And I thank you all for listening and for being present for me and... Uh, being present for this astrology. Take this information, use it to your best qualities in your life. And if you want to connect with me personally, you can email me, deb at debmcbride.com or deb or info at thegoldenastrologer.com. And you can connect with me on Instagram, the golden astrologer. My website is goldenastrologer.com. And this is uh an interesting week. So I'm sure I'm going to have a lot to say this week as we progress through the, the few days that we have between now and next week and before we see each other again. 
and I will probably make some Instagram videos that will show up this week and discuss these things and how we can use this energy. Now, as the energy unfolds during the week, there's going to be more to say. So I'll get a greater view of what's going to happen as this week unfolds. So I will definitely be bringing more bringing more news to your station. <laughs> so so that's that's what we want to look at. And um, if you want a session with me, you can just go to thegoldenastrologer.com and click on book online and that you can have an emotional clearing session or an astrology session or a Reiki session or all three or two, whatever you like. And uh, if you're not sure what you need, reach out to me through email and we can set something up. Thank you so much for listening. Gratitude to one and all and have a beautiful profound week ahead. Thank you for listening.